Hello everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the As Always podcast, episode 134. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? Pretty good, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I mean, I haven't been. I mean, I've been good, but my voice has been completely gone. Um, I hit my mic. Right. Uh, gone the last two, three days, so I haven't been able to talk. Uh, I got to Sunday night, um, and I was just completely wrecked and shattered. And it was like an hour before we had to record and, and Jared and his missus hear my voice like and I told me, Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. You're doing a po- no you're not. What are you talking about? You sound fucking terrible. You can't do a podcast like this. I can't do it. But then obviously I couldn't do it. So no, it, it is what it is. Sorry for the delay, but we still get it done. We still get it done. Um, see, sorry for the delay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love love out of context or in context it's your trilogy quotes they're the best thing um, yeah. we need more of them they're the best meme we do we really do I just want throughout your brother retrospective I just want lots of spread out like chipped in out of context lines or funny like quote lines or something like oh, that oh man it's fucking said there's the best time Ezio says perfect the route of I fall is during the Da Vinci disappearance but it's like mid like he is like sprinting away from some guards and like he knocks over a rock or a ladder or something and he just says it but like he's still in motion and he's legging it it's just so fucking funny but he's just casually saying it to, off to the side it fucking got me perfect I wrapped up if I fall <laughs> amazing uh, it's incredible it's incredible um, really but yeah, so, um, yeah, my voice is gone because, um, live sport, you know, live sport was, is a thing in Australia, um, mm-hmm. and classic <clears throat> COVID update regular. Um, yeah, but that's what we do. it's like the finals p- playoffs for the American listeners, uh, for both our Aussie rules footy, um, football and, um, mm-hmm. and our r- national rugby league, the NRL and, I went. We had two nights in a row. I went. So I went to the Melbourne Storm versus Canberra Raiders. And I'm born in Melbourne. Melbourne Storm diehard supporter since I was a child. Um, winner goes to the grand final next this coming weekend. Um, Friday night. We get there. We're uh, me and Jared are running a bit late, um, and we meet Billy there. Now there was a problem with the ticket system, so they've just upped the amount of people that can go to live events capacity from fifty percent to seventy five percent. Um, mm. It just coincidentally coincided with the big games. It's almost like money's involved. Um, yeah, almost. So, so 75% capacity. We get there. They're not letting anyone in uh, because the ticket system went down. And then they let everyone in without checking tickets. Oh, God. So there was, they Jesus. said there was 37,000 people there, but there was probably like forty to 50,000 people in the stadium. Because um, yeah. they didn't check your ticket. You could just walk <clears> in. <throat> and it was fucking awesome. It was what an atmosphere. What an atmosphere to have tens of thousands of people all together. There's zero cases in my stage. Like, there's no one yeah. No one has COVID. So, it's, you're, you're good to go. Um, That's wild. And the, yeah, it's, it was insane. Because the first time, there used to be when I've gone to live events in half capacity, there had to be no one sitting in front of you. So, it was like two of you, no one in front of you. And then mm-hmm. in the row in front of you, the two people would be the two seats next to you. And there'd be no one sitting next to you on either side. Now, it's just back to normal everyone can sit wherever they've, but they've got you in sections if that makes sense so there's like yeah. a big area of a thousand people 
and then there's a row in front and a row to the, neck, to the side of them crossed off and then another section of a thousand people so it's sort of like done like that I guess because that's like, you know they're just making up plans and shit for social distancing but it's, it's a good laugh and mm. then the next night the Gabba a different stadium all together um, 35,000 people again for Aussie Rules footy Brisbane Lions Geelong um, and but two nights in a row footy live sport the atmosphere back me screaming you all know how loud I could be let alone a fucking live sport I'm a passionate guy I had no yeah, voice by the end I had no voice yeah. I was completely and utterly destroyed <laughs> but man was it good to have a crowd mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I feel more good than I feel the guilt of like no one else in the world really gets this at all other than Australia and New Zealand only some parts of Australia yeah. but yeah you know <clears throat> it's what it is it's what it is um, but you know the voice is back now um, and I can uh, return um, to the world of, of um, podcasting yeah, your favourite mm-hmm. thing my favourite thing the favourite thing my favourite thing. thing yeah everyone's favourite thing everyone's favourite thing um, but I saw you went for a walk this week that's exciting you got outside oh my um, god yeah it's crazy isn't it um, yeah. astounding crazy. some might say I did. some that, might yeah. say yeah some might say um, not me though no uh I imagine you but hated yeah. it. Yeah, hated every second of it. Didn't really know what was yeah. going on, to be honest with you. Never done it before, so yeah, um, was yeah quite quite taken back by it. Um, yeah, nah, but yeah, that was nice to. I've been trying to get out a little bit more, uh, go for walks and stuff, just to boost morale because it is depressing being inside all the time uh, and yeah, not being able sure. to do anything. So you know, it's it, it, yeah, it's nice. I mean, we were out for like two hours. We walked all around because I know when when, uh, when you were here, we drove past briefly the Allthorpe place. I think my uh, my pap showed you when we were yeah. going out to breakfast yeah. or something. Yeah, so there's like a like a my mum and dad have been doing like all these walks with Oscar and Hudson around um, various places, uh, and there's one that takes you sort of all around sort of the outside of Allthorpe and through like this all this countryside bits and stuff. But yeah, it was nice. It was uh, that was that was one of my favourite days to be <clears> honest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with your uh, grandpa like taking us for the drive and seeing all these places mm-hmm. like the actual countryside I was like this is actually beautiful yeah so it's it's yeah it's good it's good that you're, you're getting outside because that's the thing I worry about with all you guys <clears throat> over in the UK and you know our friends in the US and everywhere like f- like I worry for people that are always isolating and always social distancing like it, it's hard it's fucking yeah. hard like there's yeah, there's, a, there's got to be a borderline of looking out, out for yourself and others mm-hmm. while also you know still being active and 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 um, finding the balance for you know yeah, mental health sure. sake for, for, you know yeah definitely um sure so what what else has been going on you've you've uh, your next big project on? came out in the last week your hearts oh, yeah. of stone retrospective yeah that was nice to get that out uh, everyone at the premiere was at, at a good time and it was a good. Yeah, it's a good one. It was good to get a big project out. Uh, views aren't like blowing up or anything, but it's still climbing. So I'm not like mad or anything. It's uh, doing doing fine. Um, views aren't dead, but yeah, I've just sort of moved on to the next thing, which is the Brotherhood retrospective, which has been fucking fun to play through again. And and you and know do, that'll so. do huge bits. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's gonna be mad. But uh, yeah, like my my AC two one is on like 250k, um, and that that didn't do too well to begin with. I think it got like 30k and they just died but then like i checked back and it's just doing bits and that's not what happens with like most projects so i don't really worry about views too much anymore like if as long as it hits like 10k or near enough to 10k i'm just i'm just like uh, eventually it'll just do something um yeah uh so yeah and this this brother one's been really fun playing through it again uh doing you know as much of the stuff as i could and jotting down all these notes and i've got so much to talk about so it's gonna be good fun and uh i'm sure everyone will love it 
And it's weird because it will come out after Valhalla's uh, dropped, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, so like in the midst of Valhalla content yeah. and things like that, with everyone being you know flooded with it, with content from the Four Pillars and, and beyond um, for mm-hmm. Valhalla, there'll be that Brotherhood retrospective. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to celebrate Brotherhood and all that in a different way. Like, I don't want to fuck around okay. in, like, in the Valhalla era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next year I'll do something for, like, the Ezio trilogy, because it's the end. It's 10 years yeah. of the Ezio trilogy. Revelation. Um, so I might do some, something next year um, for that. Not a retrospective, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd, I've always wanted to make a tribute video, but, like, a really cool tribute video. Like yeah. a four minute, like real, I love watching those things. I've never made one. So I feel like I probably shouldn't yeah. like do it. Cause I, you know, your first <laughs> time doing any of those things, they're not going to be that good. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to do, make some sort of like Ezio trilogy, like tribute. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, know. I have a stupid amount of voice clips from the Ezio trilogy um, that I could provide you with. If I'll you take it. use them. <laughs> uh, it's done. I, I've been making, like, fucking tribute things for ages. And like, every time I do, like, a big, like, fucking video on something, I'll do one. Like, I've, I've probably made, like, six fucking ones for the Ezio trilogy, and they're all, like, slightly different from each other. But you've got, like, so many voice clips that I've collected over the years, and I've got from... I don't remember where the fuck I got half of them, but yeah. they're just, like, all of these, like, quotes, and they're just, like, isolated voice clips. And, like, there's great ones, like, from Ezio that work and everything. Then there's just, like, random NPC ones as well. Like, I've just got all these oh, dialogues. Which are the best stuff. ones? Which are the best yeah, ones? Yeah, the best ones. Um, and I think I've got like some ones for AC3 as well, but you know, no one wants those. Uh, so it doesn't yeah. matter. No, no, but, don't worry about that. But yeah, I think, I mean, maybe I could do like, not even a retrospective, but just like sort of a um, video talking about why I love the Ezio trilogy. Some sort mm-hmm. of like homage, Ezio trilogy combine like the three together and talk about it all and the impact they had on on my life and things like that. So, because I wouldn't be here without the Ezio trilogy. Literally, my channel exists because of the Ezio trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. I talk about Assassin's Creed because of the Ezio trilogy. I care about Assassin's Creed because of the Ezio trilogy. Not AC1 even. I liked it, but Ezio trilogy is why I love Assassin's Creed. It's my favorite game trilogy of all time, um, in spite of the fact Assassin's Creed is not even close to my favorite franchise of all time. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. But then I've also, like, I've been thinking of a video project because I want to do a video, like a case study, I guess, on Black Flag of right. why I think it's like, in a lot of ways, the best, like, ins- uh, this is controversial, like, okay. why it potentially is arguably, debatably, the best Assassin's Creed game. As Ooh. in, like, Assassin, Assassin's Creed game. Not like, yeah. oh, it's just a fun game. Like, no, no, no. Assassin, Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Like, how it, you know, explores the Assassin's Creed. How it explores, like, the two sides of the of the fight and the human spirit and and as well uses the setting and explores assassins templars in the setting like Mm. everything about it the the delivery and and all that sort of stuff the beginning middle and end character arcs things like that like i honestly think black flag is um it's certainly my the next best game outside of the Ezio trilogy to me and as i can see an argument someone's like that's my favorite assassin's creed game i can definitely see it i remember back in the day we all Mm -hmm. lots of people was like it's a great game and a great assassin's creed game and and how wrong uh we were uh, to say that mm-hmm. because it really is um, an incredible Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, for uh, sure. Especially, and Darby said, especially Darby now, said it's aged like fucking wine. It really has <laughs> aged like wine. <laughs> um, yeah, Darby said on Twitter about Black Flag. He he, when he wrote it, he always imagined it would 
age better, but also that it was almost for more mature audiences. He thought that the younger audiences would probably would dismiss it as they did, like as most of us probably did at the time, being like, you know, how old were we, like 16, 17, whatever. But like once you sort of grow yeah, up a little bit and you, you can like look at it or whatever, um, you know, people sort of respect a lot more what was actually done because it's not in your face like, you know, an Assassin's Creed 2 where it's like you're an assassin, you're fighting Templars. It's it, it's a lot more nuanced. There's a lot more subtlety to it that that really does play into the whole Assassin's Creed um, story and sort of uh, lore and all of that stuff. And it's yeah, it's done incredibly well. Like Darby's incredible at that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, it came to me like a month ago, and I thought that's something I work on once I'm yeah. um, not full time at work anymore, which I've got twelve days left. Ooh, twelve days. Mental. Um, November 2nd I'm officially part time at work and I'll be mm-hmm. way more doing the old fucking YouTube and already got so many ideas for videos myself plans with you and the four pillars like we've got stuff up our sleeves mm-hmm. in the next couple of months that's really exciting um, yeah. something we're do- like working on this weekend and, and then another thing that's coming um, towards the end of the year Valhalla's coming out Cyberpunk's coming out the PS5 it's all lining up. There's a lot on the table. There's a lot happening. A lot of like, even yeah. just business things fall into my lap that didn't exist before. And I didn't like it just sort of like by chance timing happening now. Um, as I'm going mm. all in on this, uh, like, I feel like it's like a universal lining. There's a lot of things in my life right now, man, that are lining too well. And after this year, That's I'm good. like, it just, I just, it is good. It's so good, but it feels too it good is. to be true after the last 12 months. Um, yeah. Of just like, it felt like L after L after L after L. Just loss, loss, <laughs> loss, loss, loss. I'm on a yeah. loss streak. But I'm, I'm packing mm. in a couple of wins and I feel like there's some big wins coming. Um, and I hope for all of us um, in our mm. community. So I don't know. It's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, I would have just dropped, I'm just dropping, slash, it's already dropped video with Ethan where we talked about um, ah, his yeah. time playing Valhalla. Um, sort of like an, I interviewed him just ask him questions mm. like so you played this like how was it discussing it theories about it and then obviously he, mm. he shared his gameplay with you george and, and myself um mm. or at least like a few hours of his footage so we can make videos with it because he's the yeah. fucking best and you know when one of the four pillars gets to play valhalla we all get to play valhalla in a way um we mm. all fucking sit together it's beautiful um but yeah the, so that's a fun one um but it's a bit more edited like it's not like a podcast if that makes sense yeah. but it almost is it's a lot more edited and um, yeah. cutting out the when we talk over each other and shit like that, but it's a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of fun. That's cool. That'll be good. Where are you up to in your Brotherhood playthrough now? Like, how, when did you uh, start that again? I've finished it. I started about a week ago, maybe. Um, haven't been playing it, like, all the time, but yeah. it didn't take me long to get through. I've done I've done pretty much everything there was to do in the game. Um, I, I wanted to get my, like, sync up to 75% so that I can unlock all the Christina memories um, and play mm-hmm. those through. Uh, but then also, in doing so, I had, I've had i now got so much footage of, like, the courtesan quest lines, uh, some thief stuff, uh, assassination Which contracts, so Abstergo so agents, like, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. So many great, like, side missions and stuff. And, like, playing through the Abstergo agent stuff, like, I mean, for one, I don't really understand what the Abstergo agents thing means like I get it they're the multiplayer characters but it doesn't really make any sense but anyway regardless uh, of that they're just, but they're just Templars though like they're Templars yeah I know agents. I know that they're, they're just Templar like it I don't I don't know why they decided to call them Abstergo agents as if 
there are Abstergo people in the Animus and they're invading oh, the, the, it, so, like, in the Desmond's. Name of confusing to you. I was like, yeah, I thought you didn't I just, get where they fit in the story. No, like, I get, I get, like, in Ezio's story, I just don't get why the Animus calls them that. It just seems a bit... Like, I get, yeah, I guess they were just trying to, like, combine if them. If it's a Templar agents, perfectly fine. Um, yeah. But all the, like, all those side quests are really great. And I uh, played through all of those. Dementia Disappearance. Uh, and I'm going to have to, like, in the video, talk about how it fits in, like, chronologically, because... It's not, like, you can't actually ever play the Divinity Disappearance where it's set in the story, because once you initiate that mission where you're trying to get the apple back from Cesare and Rodrigo dies, it, it sends you into that linear mission, like, right up until the end of the game. So you can't ever play it in where it's actually set. And, like, it's so weird, because the whole ending of Brotherhood is all out of order. Like, he, he hides the apple before he goes to fight Cesare in Spain, but in Brotherhood you see afterwards, and, like, they make it out, like... Uh, Ezio is seeing Cesare in Spain when he's using the apple with Leonardo, but he's not. He's just seeing him get out of prison, and then he goes and, like, gets him back in prison, and then there's some years in between. It's just so fucking out of order and weird. I'm like, I get why they did it for, like, the ease of the story and everything, but uh, I'll probably end up explaining all of that stuff. They also so made that game fun. from start to finish in, like, 11 months. Like, mm-hmm. it was insane how they did that. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and somehow it's known as the best assassin's creed game by many mm. including myself yeah yeah it's insane so, i don't know how they did it they, and like i said on twitter uh, to ethan they they lost their creative director halfway through as well because patrice ended up leaving um because of uh creative differences uh within ubisoft uh and so they had to deal with that as well uh, halfway through brotherhood's development um and they still managed to create something that was you know is considered the best assassin's creed game by a lot of people so that is actually fucking mad that they were able to do that um and it holds up so well and the fact that like they improved the visuals so much between two and brotherhood and they added so much like side content and padded out the world properly and everything like it's actually insane how good it shouldn't be as good as it is but somehow they did it no business being as good as it is um but yeah it's mad yeah it's 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 fucking crazy it's fucking crazy um but you know here we are brotherhood fucking too good too good to be true in some ways um what other games are you playing though outside of obviously replaying replaying brotherhood um what am i playing oh well i'm streaming mafia 3 because i've been doing the uh trilogy because they brought that out with all the the remasters remakes and whatever it might be so after the mafia uh, one definitive edition remake i decided fuck it i'll play the other two but i'll do them in the order that will make it like i'm saving the best to last which is mafia 2 obviously um yeah so i'm right. playing through mafia 3 now i'm enjoying it a lot more there's a lot more that i'm enjoying here it's still like broken as fuck and buggy and like it's not as bad though um and they've added like with the dlcs and updates that they added into the game and stuff there's a lot like i feel like the story and the way that it's structured is a lot easier to get through um and whereas there used to be like a really big grind before to get each racket it it literally like it takes me like 10 to 15 minutes to do one and then you finish the district and you can play the next main mission it's really not taking me long at all um so i'm having a bit of a better time with it um i still wouldn't you know argue its case and say it's a great game or anything but i'm having a better time with it but uh, I'm nearly done, and then I'll move on to Mafia 2, and that should take me up to Valhalla, which I'm going to be streaming. So, yeah, doing bits and bobs and pieces. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I... What have I been playing? I'm playing something. I don't know. Oh, I've playing. just been playing... Oh, you, you'll hate it. Um, I've just been okay. playing because the NBA playoffs were, and finals were just on. I'm playing NBA 2K. So... Right. 
yeah, play lots of other sports games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's epic. I don't know, but it's it's actually a lot of fun. Just saying, like, so I made my own character and he's pretty fucking good. I just want to say, like, he's fucking he can shoot right. shoot balls. That's good. So it's pretty good. Does he bounces hate into that game? Isn't it like bad? F- didn't they do something? Isn't it like a controversy or something? I don't know. Um, this is I'm playing last year's one because it was on Game Pass. Have they released one this year? Yeah, every year. Oh, okay, maybe it's the newest one that everybody's mad at or something. I don't know. I feel like they've done something bad. EA's done something. Is it EA? Fuck, I don't know. They're two um, fucking ones made by two different companies. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I know. I th- no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no. So there's EA does one. Yeah. And then Two K does another one. But no uh, one plays the EA one. Right. Literally, no one plays the EA one. Like right. I've never ever heard of anyone playing EA NBA Live. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everyone plays NBA Two K. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see it here. I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Just, uh, Maybe yeah. that's the one everybody hates. And is mad. Maybe. I yeah, I don't know, Maybe. man. I don't know. Um, but we've had some exciting things in the last um, few days, even though we've dropped one below. Um, it's the... Um, <laughs> it's the... Our, as always, Patreon page. We hit th- our year 2020 Yay. goal of 300 patrons. We're at 299 Wild. right now. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't matter anyway, because we'll drop below it regardless when the start of the month payments go through. Yeah, and then like it always decline. was a few decline, but then throughout the month they reprocess and go through. So, um, but we'll, by the mm. end of November, we'll be so high enough, so high in the three hundreds that even after each month it'll, it won't drop below three hundred, so it'll be fine. But anyway, we've hit three hundred, we've done it. We'll mm. keep going. I'm sure we'll, the, the start of the month will drop below for briefly and then get back up and never go back down again. But it's what it is. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so yeah. much for the support. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, big how do you how do you feel like mad. hitting that hitting that goal, but also so soon after? Yeah, it's crazy because we uh, that was our end of the year goal. So it's mad to see like where are we going to be by the end of December, uh, then going into like you know the start of next year. It's crazy. As always, has done like so well this year, and we're getting so many new people all the time. People are enjoying, it, people are loving it. Um, just because they you know either they want access, uh, you know they've been to, people talk about it on Discord all the time. That's the thing, like like as always almost become this thing like they're always trying to get people to fucking join it all the time i guess it's just because it's like they love cult. it so much like the community yeah well i mean i guess it kind of is like a cult but they um you know i guess everyone just enjoys clubhouse and there's like all these inside jokes they just want everyone to be in on it um and then obviously you got like the as always channel on discord is actually like active now and has been for a while like it used to just be people spamming the as always logo um, but now it's you know it's an actual active chat that has like its own mini community and I think people really like that because uh, it's you know you don't have to then go into community chat all the time or you know you're talking with all of these people you can just talk to the smaller you know tight knit community that is the as always people and so there's the, like sort of like the shared I don't know I guess community among just those people so people like that um, and I think it's really cool I, I've been enjoying having so many more people join and listen to the podcasts and you know all of that stuff and it feels good every time i release like an early access thing like whether it's like the hearts of stone video or whatever it might be early on uh, patreon it just feels good to like put it out and then people be like tagging me on the discord on the as always channel like oh, i watch a new video is really great and everything it's like it's just cool to have that you know interaction with a smaller group of people that have like exclusivity to certain things um and yeah i really like it so what i'm saying is pledge now and become part of it yeah which is you know not just of course to thank the amazing people for getting us hit 300 we wouldn't have this show without our producers 
our amazing oh, producers. Yeah. So that is King Richard III, Josh Devilliers, Damien Albrick, Avery Dobbs, Cat94, Real Cinema, Colton, and Bullsack47. Without you guys, the show wouldn't exist. So thank you guys so much um, for making the show happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing, and I'm so grateful for, as always, it's the reason I was able to fucking quit my job. And um, Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Get into doing this. That's how well this did. I expected to be leave my job and gone part-time mm. next year that was my plan all along just based on how it's gone but this has done so well this year and i've got my plans in place and i've built all my new setup in the studio and everything that i'm ready to go now and, and that's exciting so i'm so fucking grateful um and we've got obviously like an amazing editor and josh working with us now on this show um mm-hmm. and, and you know beyond in the future me and james continue to um do these shows and make our content and James has been blowing everyone away this year as he always does he's the best in the game um, with his videos I mean he's switched three retrospective incredible like it's just it's what he does he's doing bits and pieces and, and I'm oh, and I'm no. uh, coming up doing my own thing whatever that is I don't know what it is bits it's, and know, pieces as well I'm doing bits I'm, we, I'm doing bits and pieces do make no mistake the snowball is building it's rolling downhill it's getting picking up speed um, and, it, and, it, and it's building it's getting bigger so yeah. um, make no mistake I'm coming um, I have mm-hmm. no desire to be making three and a half hour retrospective videos so you're safe James um, oh, but God. you know I'll do my own thing and it'll be fine um, mm-hmm. so um, get amongst the boys and, yeah, and ladies sure. of course it's been good though because um, you yeah for sure of course women <laughs> as well obviously um, we're yeah. inclusive here um, but yeah I was going to say because obviously you're doing you're doing more bits now and that's cool um but also another inactive pillar uh george who's he is some, back some might say is more inactive is now yeah he's back way, and he's been are streaming, you joking like, i've never stopped doing podcasts for the last six years <laughs> yeah exactly that's true. way more active yeah that's definitely true um he's back now though doing doing his streams and everything his road to the ps5 and god that is a hell of an undertaking i was like there's no way he's gonna do it like he streams once a fucking month and sometimes yeah. just doesn't even start the stream and will not show up. There's no way he's going to do it. Um, <laughs> but he's been doing it, and it's fucking crazy. He's been streaming, like, every day, like, managing to, like, speed through some games really fucking quick. Um, and he's just, yeah, they've been really fun as well. And they've been doing some good numbers as well with, uh, like, he had almost 200 people on those Uncharted streams. So, Holy um, shit. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, so it's That's nice. Amazing. The pillars are all doing bits and pieces. It's good to see us doing doing stuff again and obviously we'll come together and talk about fucking assassin's creed at some point um yeah as we bro. Do, yeah well, mate, it's, it's got it's got the the origins pre-origins feel again all of a sudden it's come out of nowhere yeah. from negativity and rage to this like pre-origins feel <clears throat> where there's yeah, like that nice. little bit of hope there's a little yeah, bit well, and, like, hey, it's fleeting and you know in six months it'll be gone but let's enjoy it while it lasts yeah. you know what i mean it's just this nice feeling and it's almost like i don't know origins felt like exciting but in like a different way this almost feels like in a f- more familiar way and i kind of like that it might be because we've got like people like jesper kid back and darby's working on it and so there's this familiarity there whereas origins was like and also it's playing into a lot of like assassin's creed's history and stuff where it's like you know it's we're gonna have assassins included we've got social stealth coming back um the fucking shing sound is back from the uh, shing sound yeah yeah the shing sound that got me fucking hard um and yeah there's all those things and i feel like there's that familiarity there and it's like it feels almost like assassin's creed um and it's that's nice it's a nice feeling um so yeah that's cool 
Yeah. No, it's 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 really exciting. Like, um, I I said it to um, name drop. I said it to Darby the other day. I'm like, dude, it's <laughs> fucking building, man. Like, I feel it. He goes, I feel the sizzle. I can feel the sizzle. <laughs> he's um, honey dicked us all. He did it. We've said it. Yeah. He, he's 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 honey dicked us all. Um, we're gonna play this game. Be like, wait, nothing you said is even in the game. Um, yeah. And he and he just absolutely honey dicked us from the inside. Um, he's gonna but be no, laughing. He'll be just be laughing. He's like these fucking idiots. They thought. <laughs> I just wrote an epic Viking game, guys. The hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, we could get into Assassin's Creed now since we're already talking about it. Um, yeah, that's a big topic, though, isn't it? It's a very yeah. big topic. I think we should save it. Just keep people okay. waiting. Yeah, Got okay. little bits we'll get... here and there, you know? Yeah, right. Mate, keep, 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 his, keep people guessing. We're, we're sheepdog, yeah. and they're the sheep. And we're hurting yeah. them towards views and money patreon.com yeah, get herded get herded stick around the hashtag get herded that is our um, <laughs> 2021 uh patreon marketing hashtag it is see that's hashtag why get um, herded we're honest that's we're why not, joe not couldn't stick you around are nothing but dollar signs to us you're nothing but yeah, dollar signs it. to us i'm never gonna lie to the people <laughs> no we wouldn't um and that's why joe couldn't stick around because we we herded him out of the podcast as he obviously oh was the gaming sheep yeah um, he was also terrible on the podcast but that's fine <laughs> that um do you remember when he left that one time and he just was gone for like 25 minutes and we just we just like handed over to him we're like joe what do you think like joe are you there joe and he comes yeah, back like 20 minutes later he's like i just want to go get some food <laughs> like, okay, hey bro joe. this ain't it and this ain't for you um <laughs> So he went and days. kicked rocks outside and six years later, James and I are doing fucking bits and pieces. Um, and I mean, like th- this fucking shows breaking records every fucking episode. Um, this is our mm. by far and away most consistent year in terms of like huge views. Every episode um, is you mm. would be every episode this year would be considered one of the biggest episodes ever in terms of views in any other year. Yeah. Like that's how well it's doing and it's only going to get bigger. So, yeah, especially with me kind of pulling my weight now, um, which is good, um, <laughs> yeah. um, with the, the whole branding of the show. I mean, I've always done the work mm-hmm. in the show, but just to sort of draw the audience in, um, haven't been yeah. doing my part as much, but that's fine. I'm catching up. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him in. Um, the highlights have been mm-hmm. doing well and Josh has been doing cool highlights. So it's all good. This year's just been yeah. ama- like amazing for, for content in so many ways. And mm-hmm. as always, so appreciate the people. Um, <clears throat> but to get into like the real deep dive topics, I guess, of, of the week of the last two weeks, um, a big one uh, is we've seen a lot more stuff from the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, including the user mm-hmm. interface. Ah, uh, yes thing about the xbox one it's the same as the xbox ones yeah yeah well they've exactly updated the it so, to be fair so it is the same as the xbox one but they have yes, updated the xbox that, one at the same time so it's yeah. the new one is on both well, it's similar to what they did with the 360 to be fair is when the xbox one came out they updated the 360's dashboard to be the same as the xbox one um yeah. so they can keep it all the same and like i get what xbox are doing they want everything to be the same like they want it to be one thing so it's like if you're playing on xbox one if you're playing on xbox one x series x series s 
whatever it might be you're just part of the xbox family it's why like you don't need a new controller it's just like the same controller again um and all of those things and like it's just part of that xbox business model i guess of accessibility for everyone um just like appealing to, to to that sort of thing whereas playstation have really gone for uh ps5 is the next generation you know it's new hardware new controller new ui all of that stuff with this is a new generation um sadly not a great deal of playstation 5 only games you know most are cross gen um which have like one or maybe two uh but there's that difference there where PlayStation have really gone for a next-gen, this is the next installment, whereas Xbox aren't, because uh, I guess that's not their brand anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. And we've talked about that, you know, a lot in the last couple of months of where Xbox are going with their branding and stuff. And mm. I guess it's what it is. Uh, I just prefer the excitement of something new when you pick up that new yeah. console and you turn it on it's something exciting and new. I'd get it if Xbox mm. did their update the day the Xbox Series X came out yeah they'd make a bit more sense but now it's like oh, i've already seen it now yeah and it's not but, even that different it's like very similar they've just like it's changed it so things. similar yeah whereas yeah. look at playstation 5s <laughs> it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. simple i haven't seen it i haven't gorgeous. looked yeah, I'm, um, I'm like saving it a, for when i turn it I, on i haven't spent a lot of time looking like i looked at it for maybe seven seconds it was like i love it seven <laughs> seven okay. seconds um so i didn't take it in but i saw it so I'm not going to look at it again until my um, PS5 arrives on November 12th. So okay. um, I've seen like the like startup screen thing where like they showed it at that event thing and they've like screenshots of it and stuff where it's like press the PlayStation button or whatever to sign in and stuff and it's like got all like the specs and stuff and that looked kind of cool. Uh, yeah. But I haven't seen yeah. the actual like home screen or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I um. Yeah, I get that. No, I've just seen it very briefly, but no, you're right. It's a better idea to save it because you want that feeling. You want that excitement. I was, mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to show it. I was surprised they even showed it at all, to be honest. Um, that was a big, yeah. big shock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw as well a really cool feature in Spider-Man Miles uh, Morales, which was mm-hmm. the way the PS5 runs. The there's no loading screens between interior locations and exterior locations. You literally saw Miles like sweb himself through a vent and back outside into New York seamlessly. Yeah. Like, what it's was that? Amazing. Like, what were your thoughts on that? Oh man, it looks so fucking good. Um, I'm so used to like playing the original the, the Spider-Man PS4, and you've got these load screens between these sorts of areas. But like when you see it, it just when you see something like that, so seamless, it looks so fucking good. When you just see, yeah. like, it's almost like um, when you're playing Skyrim for, on PC for the first time after you've played it on Xbox 360 for fucking ages, or, like, I guess on Xbox with mods, and you install the Seamless Cities mod, and, like, you go up to Whiterun, and you open the gate, and there's no load screen. The gate jewels just open, you walk in. It just feels so fucking crazy and weird, like a whole new game. Um, and it was like that. You, you see Miles just web out of the vent, and he's just straight back out into the city. There's no load times or anything. No black screen, just seamless. It's, yeah, oh so fucking cool yeah yeah no it it was just almost surreal like it almost didn't seem real mm. like it's a little thing that it's 2020 it's a playstation 5 it should be able to do that like there shouldn't be yeah. loading screens what like in 10 years from now kids are gonna be like what are loading screens like they're gonna be yeah. ancient they're not gonna exist loading screen what like thinking Crazy. about having to wait two and a half minutes on a fucking Skyrim loading screen in 2011 like that <laughs> to get into a city about? or a dungeon or something 
just go into a house you know what i mean like <laughs> fucking ridiculous i just want to go into this house gotta wait yeah. two and a half minutes staring at fucking information about dragons Epic. yeah the same statues granted like the music's amazing you know and it's almost like nostalgic to be on better. those loading screens yeah it's almost nostalgic yeah. looking back on those loading screens i'm like ah dude, they, they were a bit of fun um but yeah. in the future they'll just be irrelevant and um yeah i i really like valhalla i assume maybe incorrectly that i'll get a review review code uh, or at least a copy mm-hmm. of i almost don't want to, like i want to i guess to play it early but I really want to play um, the game on the PS5 for the first time. I don't want to play right. anything on the old gen. Like, I'm getting my PS5 on November 12th. I can wait two days to play Valhalla. I don't give a shit. Because I'm going to stream mm. it anyway. Like, my plan is to stream the game through to Platinum. Um, yeah. And that'll be my series. And then, you know, we can do the spoiler cast and all that shit with it. And I'll just, like... Do you do you capture at the same time you're streaming? So you've got like your capture software um, running and your and your like OBS running. No, I can't do it. My computer's not powerful enough. That's the one thing. Like that's one of the main reasons I'm getting a new PC at some point. Like just going overkill with it because I really want to be able to stream and capture footage at the same time. Because it's been so like for so long, I've had to decide: do I want to stream a game or do I want to make like a video on a game? Right. Because I I can't make a video unless I've written like I have footage. Um, and if it's a short game, like I can replay it. But with something like Valhalla, I don't know. It'll have to be similar to, I guess, what I did with Odyssey, because I still managed to make a video on Odyssey or multiple videos on Odyssey. Um, but you I did two playthroughs at the same so. time, did you? Or how did you do no, it? No, no, I just played it once. I don't remember, to be honest. Um, I must have, I must have. I think I played like the opening again, and then like I just did some side quests on my my main save, just so I had like footage of stuff, and then I just filled it in with with stuff from my stream, which isn't mm, ideal, yeah, right. but. It it's works, what it, so. what, yeah it worked yeah i i think my, i've never tried it um so i'm i mean i guess i'll try mm-hmm. um and you see if my pc go. can handle it like i mean my pc's better than your pc right like from what you've told I don't me even remember um when i see um, my specs you're like oh that's way better than my <coughs> pc i'm like oh okay right then so, in that case I mean, it is yeah so hopefully you can do it it's brand um, new for god's sakes and spend a lot of fucking money yeah on maybe it. so it's just the i'll give it a shot it's like it's obs that kills like the like just kills your pc so it's like when you're streaming with obs it's like just yeah it just throttles the fucking thing so you're trying to then capture on uh the game capture like it'll capture and like it'll work and everything will work but then when you go watch the footage back it'll just stutter like crazy that's the issue Mm. i always get um but you know I might have to give it another go, see if I can make it a bit more efficient. And if I can do it, that'd be great, but I don't think I can. Yeah, well, maybe I'll have to just use stream footage as well and then do what mm. you did, like kind of do stuff on the side. But then again, I want to stream all the... I don't know, maybe I'll do two playthroughs. One is a recording playthrough and one's... Um, yeah, that'll maybe. be fucking shit, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's what it is. Otherwise, I'll just upload like clips from the streams and talk about like... Because those would be things I'd want to do. It would be like taking clips from the streams my reaction to the x moment y moment sort of thing would be mm-hmm. videos i want to do for those who don't want to sit down and watch three to five hours of the, like gameplay they just want a yeah. two minute video of like i wonder what he thought of this moment and that moment so mm-hmm. um things like that i don't know but they, i did want to capture footage but i wasn't sure how you guys did it and yeah i did seem like it would kill a pc to run that yeah, yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. but yeah but also you'd have to like the input like the video capture input would have to be a display capture like yeah. cropped 
because you can't input the Elgato directly into OBS whilst you're also capturing on the game capture software because it can't be in two places at once. So you'd have to run the game capture software and then capture your screen and then have that and then capture. So I think similar to the way that you did it when you did it on a Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no sounds good. awful. Yeah, no good. No good. Um, but speaking of Spider-Man, to go back to Spider-Man, and speaking of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. not gaming-related, movie-related, mm. apparently they started filming Spider-Man 3 today. Oh, yes. They did, yeah. Um, I believe, apparently. Well, not today, or like this week or something. Yeah, now, a couple days ago or something. Thing is, I thought they just... Didn't they just start a few weeks ago filming Uncharted? Are they already finished with Uncharted? Oh, well, sorry, oh, when I say them, no. I mean Tom Holland, the star of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man. No, they didn't. They aren't uh, fucking filming that yet, right? They still haven't, yeah, like, they, got... They started the directors are all, like, fucked about, aren't nah, they? they? I feel they like started the filming. movie's not they even... Started... Nah, they started filming. Are Tom Holland sure? tweeted... Uh, put up a photo on Instagram of his chair that said Drake on it. Like, his set on-set chair. Fuck, I don't know, then. That's a bit mental, if that's so, the case. Yeah. I think they've filmed Uncharted then. Or they've filmed a bit of Uncharted. They're segmenting it, I don't know. But apparently they've started filming Spider-Man 3. Anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Now the rumours are... There's a few rumours coming out. And I want your thoughts on this. And I love... We haven't talked about Marvel okay. in a while. And we love Marvel. And yeah, MCU, it's, it's, let's go. It's good to be back talking about the MCU. Because our podcast mm. did for a while there last year become an MCU podcast. Um, yeah. Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is in it. Yes. And he takes the role of Tony Stark, the mentor. Apparently so. What's your thoughts on that? Well, strange wording, and it's obviously difficult to tell exactly what they mean by it and whether that's wording from, you know, who's who's saying that and whose interpretation is that. Um, So it's difficult to say. But the, the strange thing is, Far From Home was all about spider-man or peter standing on his own being able to step out from under tony stark's shadow and be like i'm spider-man i'm my own guy i have the confidence to do it do do all this shit on my own um so if they end up going back to well now he's got another mentor it's kind of almost stepping backwards i feel like he should be teaching himself at this point he should be learning himself rather than being like no i need to rely on someone else to teach me the lessons like that seems a bit odd to me um and Kevin Feige said as well that Spider-Man 3, the like when he talked about it a while back, was that it's a very Peter-centric story. It's all about Peter. Um, and so if if like if Doctor Strange is in it, that's obviously great and that'll be cool. But if Doctor Strange is his mentor, that's odd and it doesn't feel like he needs a mentor now. Like he's had a mentor and he's become he's you know taken up that position that he needed to do. So I it's it's odd if that is the case and. I'm not a fan of that. It feels like backtracking on your character arc a little bit. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see the way that Doctor Strange is implemented because it could definitely be, you know, wording from... Because it's not official. It's whoever leaked it or whatever or wherever it came from. So uh, it could be that he's in the film working with him as opposed to being a mentor, but the person who leaked it just interpreted it that way. Like, oh, he's the mentor. He's taking over from Tony Stark yeah. in that sense. So. 
Well, maybe it's just, but maybe not a mentor in a way, but maybe a guiding force, right? So it's like, let's, we'll get into the second rumor. Now, the second rumor is multiverse, Spider-Man multiverse, as in they're trying to get Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, the two previous films, Spider-Man, into this film. Mm -hmm. So like a live action into the Spider-Verse. Now, we'll get into our thoughts on just that alone in a second, but to go back to Doctor Strange and what that could could mean for this movie it's that to have a multiverse exist Doctor Strange shorter needs to be a part of it for the mm-hmm. accessibility and the understanding of how that's going to work and stuff the magic side yeah, of things sure. so maybe it's not that he's a mentor and it, Peter's on his own and like in that mental character development sense but to push his story forward and connect things Doctor Strange plays that role so he's got to be there mm-hmm. to like have the story make sense explain things to Peter of how this magic and multiverse works and um, work with him but it's not necessarily him being like his dad like Tony Stark was in so many ways but it's just like he's there to be someone that knows more than he knows yeah yeah well hopefully that's the case um, more so than being like a, a mentor hopefully that is what what we're talking about because that that would make way more sense and it, it's always cool to see like um, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange like they were always a big sort of pairing in you know comics and cartoons and stuff and that was always fun so I'm up for seeing them uh, together and do stuff together. Like, that's really cool. I love seeing these characters cross over into other movies. And we know Doctor Strange is obviously going to... Uh, he's going to play a part somewhat in, in WandaVision in terms of, like, leading it into his film, uh, which we know Scarlet Witch is going to be in. So it seems like Doctor Strange is going to be a big part of whatever this next arc is, whatever this next story is. It seems like they're leading into him and his abilities and sort of his like i guess law um to push for with yeah. the mcu so that's interesting um it'll be cool to see mm. the way that he ties into uh spider-man uh, whatever way that might be yeah no i can't wait till marvel's back holy fuck come it's on it's gonna be great like, so far the one division is probably the thing i'm least excited about in the whole <laughs> oh, to be MCU fair though that trailer phase. looks that trailer looks tra- really good i'm saying the trailer's got me on board i'm definitely on board i'm i'm excited mm. And I guess it might be a good thing that's the first thing because it's like the thing I'm least excited about. That's the first thing. So I'm like, yeah, cool. This that was a bit of fun. And then it's like, you know, Black Widow gets dropped. Falcon. The See, I'm, I'm looking forward to One oh. uh, more than fucking Black Widow. I just I don't care. And like, it's been so long. I'm keen as well for Black now. Widow. I'm keen for Black Widow. I'm very oh, keen for Black I'm just Widow. Like, I just don't care. Because one, I love Black Widow, but also Florence Pugh, the future Black Widow, gets introduced, and that'll have an impact on the future. And I'm excited for her because she's a great actress. And I yeah, actually am looking forward to seeing her and her character and where she's going to fit in the future of the MCU. Yeah, it'll be fun, but I just think WandaVision, the concept of it, just looks so much more interesting to me. Than I'm sure. It, it is. It is more Black interesting. Widow. Yeah. Um, yeah but it's right. going to be fun to get back into the MCU um, with everything eventually coming. Um, it's been nice to have this big, big break since uh, Spider-Man came out. Um, it's been a long fucking time, so it's going to be nice oh, to get back God. into everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, what are your thoughts that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield could <coughs> potentially maybe be coming back in some sort of Spider-Verse live-action film with Spider-Man 3? Oh, my God, man. I think, um, well, so the leak, obviously, was from some, like, random source, and Sony commented on it and said, this has not been confirmed. That was their response to it, um, which, to me, screams that they're, they're in talks with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in, in some way because there's why would you say that why would that be your wording to it this has not been confirmed like yeah we know it's not been confirmed what the fuck are you talking about um 
so interesting but the concept of it i think is brilliant um i do i mean i love the the sam raimi films um and i do i i for nostalgic reasons, I guess I like Andrew Garfield's Spider Man and like the Amazing Spider Man universe and stuff. Just, just, just for sort of nostalgia, I guess. Um, so I just think that would be so interesting. Like the concept of the Spider Verse is so interesting, like just on its own. But allowing us to then take you know characters and iterations of Spider Man we've known in the past and bring them into um, this movie to play alongside Tom Holland's Spider Man would be so fucking cool and just allowing you know people to relive their childhood like being able to see you know toby Maguire again as spider-man in a spider-man film um doing stuff as well like that's gonna be great fun like i just think it's a great cool concept and if you're doing like crazy stuff with the mcu like why not go live action spider-verse why not do that um i think it'd be great fun yeah do you feel like you know the whole first generation let's say the Infinity Saga, Gen 1, was it was all about the Infinity Stones, is the multiverse mm-hmm. already seems like a really big thing. There was sort of... The concept was fluttered out there in Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. um, the last movie of the Infinity Saga, but what do you think? Do you think this could be, you know, WandaVision multiverse, um, Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse of madness, Spider-Man 3 multiverse? Like, is the multiverse the big... Something in the multiverse, a big threat, in this next generation is that the focus i think so i reckon they'll go multiverse direction to explore that and expand that to see where that takes them in terms of storylines it'll probably they probably need to establish the groundwork of all of it so that they can nail the story they probably want to tell like down the line that big sort of story arc i reckon it'll revolve around the multiverse i think that makes a lot of sense um with doctor strange being so prominent too so um it'll be interesting to see the way they handle it though for sure yeah no i can't wait i i'm you you know better than anyone i am not a big toby Maguire fan don't no, like him not, especially not a, i mean he's actually a great actor in a lot of ways but not a spider-man he's a serial killer looking guy and acts like it um him and brothers was like the best thing that he's ever been in because he was just a psycho and i'm like that you play it perfectly because i think that's who you are outside of acting <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. So I never liked him as Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Yeah. I was thought he was weird and creepy. Um, but it'd be cool. Like, it'd just be cool to see all of them, like, in one yeah. place and acknowledge them and be like, that's pretty cool for all the Spider-Man fans can love the movie um, or love a few moments of it um, because their Spider-Man mm-hmm. gets to be in it. Whoever your Spider-Man is, mine is Tom Holland. Go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, someone <laughs> might say um, Andrew Garfield. There might be three people, and then there'll be lots of others yeah. that'll say so Maguire. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's cool either way. I I don't mind Andrew Garfield uh, and his, like him as Spider Man. I don't mind it, um, but it'll no. be cool to see everyone. Um, yeah, and how sure. they play it. I'm sure there'll be not just. I'll, I'm sure they'll throw other Spider Man that have never existed in there as well. Is yeah. the thing like yeah. there won't just be those three? They'll do other other ones that we've never met mm-hmm. before that'll just be in this movie same way you've got into into the spider-verse had so many different kinds of spider-man that you'd never thought of um, spider-ham oh get spider-ham, spider-ham live action just a regular yeah. pig like a live action normal pig or a cartoon pig it just makes you way. think of the simpsons movie oh when Jesus when homie gets spider a spider pig i don't think even simpsons fans like the simpsons movie do they no it's not very good no it's a bit of a um, weird one yeah, that's no, fine. Well, I, Simpsons fans don't like The Simpsons after season eight, so it's you know. 
okay and there's how like many seasons there been 302 like, oh, okay yeah there's like 30 seasons um, but like yeah yeah when men when we watch the simpsons in this house it's the first eight seasons um, okay understandable yeah 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 you know that's what it is um yeah cool so spider-man mcu exciting back mm-hmm. into it uh I'll tell you what else we're back into it. you were back into kingdom hearts oh yeah kingdom hearts in- man sorry I don't know what that was about. Jesus Christ. <coughs> Josh, can you clip that? Can you just clip him saying that bit? I That's want your next that. donation alert. That's my next donation alert. It's you saying, hey, man, and oh, Kingdom Hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, the next iteration mm. of the Kingdom Hearts franchise, a rhythm game. Uh, with all the trailers, mm-hmm. it's got us hyped. The stupidest thing I've ever been hyped for. But the, here's the thing. Saw you play the demo. And the thing mm-hmm. is, way more intricate and well-designed than I even thought. This yeah. game looks actually amazing. Tell oh me about God, it. It's so fucking fun. It, I think... I expected it to be like a well-designed rhythm game, but like this is just, there's so much to it. There's so many layers to it. Like you've obviously got just your standard, you're playing through it and you've got your three buttons to um, do your rhythms. So like when they come along, you got L1, R1, X, you press them uh, when you've got enemies there. If there's two, you press two of the buttons at the same time and there's three, you press three at the same time and then you've got to make sure all your timings are right. You've also then got jumping, dodging, gliding, and you've got your like reaction commands with triangle when those are relevant. So you've got to remember all those combinations. On top of that, obviously, you've got three difficulties. So you've got beginner, standard, and proud. Proud mode is stupidly fucking difficult. It's insane. And, like, watching some of the clips of, like, these Kingdom Hearts YouTubers that have been streaming and playing it and mastering it just go through these levels with, like, flawlessly is insane to watch. And I just know that, like, on Horsey and Fox, it's going to be so much fun to fucking play through this game on fucking proud mode and just be losing our minds over how difficult some of these fucking levels are. Um and then on top of that you got like these different uh style modes so obviously you can make it easy for yourself you can play on like a normal sort of mode or you can play on the harder mode which adds optional button presses into what is already super difficult so like you got to make sure you press the right buttons at the right time rather than just pressing a button at the right time um and so you've got all of these different combinations and it just it's just so much fucking fun um and i i expected it to be like a good time but like it's so much more fun than i expected and like it's got that kingdom hearts vibe of just being like stupidly difficult if you want it to be um and i think that's what makes it feel so kingdom heartsy um and on top of that the main menu looks fucking gorgeous like um when you go into the thing and you can select like whatever you want like you've got sora donald and goofy there in traverse town with the traverse town music playing but like it's got beautiful like lighting and like there's depth of field and like it's so weird because it's like the original art style but, like, with this really weird-looking, like, super realistic, like, lighting engine running. And it looks really cool. Um, and that's that's great as well. Just oh, I think it's just a great game that's just packed with content and um, uh, packed with, you know, stuff to do. It's going to be super difficult. And on top of that, we're also going to be getting new new story in it as well with what's going on with Kyrie. So I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible game. I really can't wait to the jobs. Are you going to Horsey and Fox stream it, please? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yes. proud mode. There's no critical yet, right? There's no critical. Um, I can't imagine if they would add a critical how fucking difficult it would be because Proud is insanely difficult as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. It, yeah, it looked really intricate, well thought out, and I'm like keen to play it. And it's just a bit of fun, extra Kingdom Hearts joy, and there's a new Dearly mm-hmm. Beloved, and just being oh, back in the so in good. the world, and, and Kingdom Hearts being a thing still ongoing. You know, when once mm-hmm. 2.8 came out, I was like, okay 
the ramp up to three is happening. Three is real. It's really going to happen. We're here. We are here. We are here. We are three came out. It was like amazing, amazing, um, remind amazing amazing even better all the things we needed from three that we didn't have and now here the kingdom arts is going 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 what's the future i can't wait is it going to be years from now wait a second melody of memory within a year of remind mm. and we're already on the way lads we're already on the way yeah fucking wild and then who knows when we're gonna get the next game could be within the next year two years uh, whatever the Jesus. main team have been working on when's that going to drop um and that's going to be exciting so kingdom hearts is yeah back in full force and dream, dream drop distance two please oh please. and birth by sleep too. and birth by sleep too. yeah and give us a fucking verum rex game let's follow you zora see what he's doing just give us all of these little games before you do a kingdom hearts 4 i love that's that's one of the things like i really we used to about. hate that though used to i used to hate that about kingdom hearts now i love that about kingdom hearts yeah i just i love the whole between the gap between kh2 and kh3 as long as it was and as like big as that way was for a lot too of people long. way too um, it was i love all of the character building they managed to do between there like it's so much more than kh1 to kh2 where all you've got in between is chain of memories and it's like yeah that adds in like nominate the organization stuff it's cool um over two days but yeah okay uh 358 came out after two didn't it yeah but it's not in the story well yeah it's set before two but like it came out after two because it's meant to be played after two yeah because otherwise it ruins two in a way but the point being that between two and and um three like you had so much stuff like you introduced ven aqua and terra um you explore you know the market mastery exam uh you introduce like the data escape and everything you've got all of like the union cross stuff being implemented with like king hearts key then you've got um unchained key key back cover the movie union cross and all that stuff um just so much going on uh, between kh2 and kh3 that it made kh3 even more grand because you've got all of these different bits and pieces that come together and you finally get to see that take form in kh3 and i love that about it um and so i'd love to see just a you know two or three side games before we get kh4 just so it feels like this big sort of you know event game where it's almost like the avengers of kingdom hearts in a way like that's the way i've sort of seen it now that we've had this like the way that they've set it up between kh2 and kh3 is like kh3 to kh4 can't just be like you know melody and memory and then kh4 like that feels almost wrong to me it feels like kh4 is a bigger thing unless four is a bit of a new introduction game like it's like the start of something new <clears throat> potentially that could always be a potential um but it's almost like i feel like they've done it almost yeah um, yeah and like now yeah, we'd be I agree. remind was almost like the intro yeah i mean that's that's their what, what are they calling it is it phase, phase two is the next thing is they calling it phase, phase remember, two but, oh god um yeah phase one ended with kh3 and phase two began with remind and like we see that in that little 2020 kingdom hearts trailer they've got like the phases laid out in like a graph but it like glitches away or whatever so it's all this like little secret thing but um yeah so like i guess we're officially in phase two now um and yeah oh it's exciting um kingdom hearts is so fucking good yeah um outside of kingdom hearts outside of that um mm -hmm. we've got some f well xbox we know um bought mm -hmm. bethesda for way they too much money well. way more than it's worth um mm -hmm. the rumors came out recently that oh, yeah, xbox this. was acquiring ubisoft mm -hmm. a publicly traded company yeah yeah which uh, and microsoft is somehow going to acquire it mm -hmm. um 
what's your thoughts there uh it doesn't make a whole lot of sense i'd probably if i had to bet i'd probably bet on it being a fake leak um because that would be you know i think it would be super difficult for microsoft to do it's not out of the question they could do it but um insane insane amount of money to do that it would be a lot more than buying bethesda it would be a lot more than buying bethesda yeah for sure um it'd also be a better decision than buying bethesda but you know if they're like i mean if microsoft are looking to spend ridiculous money on companies that aren't that good then i guess yeah it kind of makes sense but um i don't know it i don't think it's a thing that i i think they would probably want to have ubisoft but i think it's too difficult of a process to for them to really consider doing and i don't think ubisoft would really want to either i think ubisoft would push back against it um who's ubisoft fucking e fuck that guy fire him <laughs> get rid of him yeah we don't want him um <clears throat> but yeah i mean i don't know i don't know what do you think what do you think about it uh, i mean I, I think it's ridiculous i think it's mm-hmm. ridiculous a publicly traded company like ubisoft um mm-hmm. there's so many people involved in the shares of that company and there's no way xbox is just going to buy out the majority shares of a company and acquire it's insane it's just not going to happen yeah yeah for sure it's not going to happen um, no. But yeah, like you said, it makes sense. It, w- it would be obviously good. And unlike Bethesda, where you would make that exclusive, oh man, you make one of those. If you made Assassin's Creed an Xbox exclusive, you can think Assassin's Creed shit or not shit or whatever. That is an enormous, an enormous franchise to make an exclusive. That's a console seller exclusive. It just is. Yeah, that would be insane. Could you imagine that Xbox yeah. owning Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Yeah. That'd be mental. That would actually be mental. Yeah. And it wouldn't be good for it. It wouldn't be any, you know, but it wouldn't, not that it makes difference to what it is now, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. And it's, I think that what we could see is potentially a partnership, yeah, like a Game Pass partnership uh, with Ubisoft, similar to what they've done almost with EA, uh, where you've got EA Play, not EA Play, that's their event, uh, EA Access is now part of Game Pass, or is coming to Game Pass, mm-hmm. I don't remember when they said it was going to be, but that's the thing, like, so part, if you have your Game Pass subscription, you now also get access to EA Access for, for no, like, extra money. Um, so that they could potentially have a Game Pass partnership with Ubisoft, rather than outright owning Ubisoft as a company. Um but uh that's yet to be seen uh, and i i don't th- i don't think anything will come of it to be honest yeah fair yeah no i get it um yeah i agree it's just it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen yeah no i don't think so not gonna happen um but anyway on to you know more of a ubisoft still topic assassin's creed let's get into the assassin's oh, creed james we've got to do it we've reached it we've after done an it. hour oh my god we got to do it um Assassin's Creed yeah. Valhalla, okay. whole lot of news, whole lot of gameplay has come out. Um, a whole bunch lot of people, bits and bobs. A, a bunch of people got to play like six hours of uh, mm-hmm. Valhalla. Obviously not you and I, obviously. Um, obviously, of course. And not. that's that's fine. Um, Don't but, be ridiculous. But Ethan did. Ethan did. So in a way, so, we did as well. So, same. you know. I feel that way too. Um, so we uh, got to see a shitload of, you know, Valhalla <laughs> footage and gameplay and they released a cool like seven minute breakdown of of the, how the game runs and works story gameplay etc etc um and then they did sort of a one hour demo didn't watch that bullshit i just watched ethan's videos um which is what yeah. you all should do Ooh. go over to, to yeah. ethan's channel mm. to fishy 
and watch his videos yeah. on Valhalla. Um, but yeah, t- talk to me about it. Like, what do you feel about the gameplay they showed and, and everything compared to the past? Do you feel there's a big improvement or anything like that? Uh, I think there's... Uh, I mean, graphically, there's a lot of improvements. And I think that's a huge thing. Um, huge. There was a picture I retweeted on uh, Twitter showing the comparison uh, between the original... Uh, the original like demo that we got to see and the most recent one and the change is huge um if if yeah. uh, josh can edit this in that'd be great um but pull that shit up jamie yeah <laughs> find it on my twitter somewhere you'll be able to find it just scroll back it's it's somewhere there's a comparison thing i could maybe find it and link it to you but um yeah you see like the original like female avor and this one is like the ch- it's fucking it's a huge difference the character model has so much more detail in just like the face the structure of the face like looks way more real and human the hair the fucking like fur on her um robes and everything it looks way better just actually looks i would say it actually looks really good um which before it didn't um agreed uh there's all of that and like i just think the lighting everything looks way better um still some like jank here and there in the facial animations but I think you got to remember in a game like this, there's always going to be that. Like, if, like, replaying The Witcher 3, like, some of those, like, dialogue scenes, you just have characters just waving their hands around, and, like, your face animations look fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. And I think that's the same here. It's not marvelous or incredible or anything, but I think it looks fine. Um, what does look cool, though, is you're even getting in some of these, like, dialogue scenes, you're getting them, like, properly mo-capped and animated and stuff. And so you've got the scene where Abel goes and uh, talks to um, uh, Ivar, um, one of Ragnar's sons. And uh, that whole thing is like mocap, really well voice acted too, um, and just was a really, really good scene. Um, and there's a lot of those that we get to see here. And I just think the game, this like build of the game and this demo of the game, looks like a much more finished product. And it looks like everything is coming together really, really nicely. And obviously, they've still got time. Like the game's gone gold, but they've still got time before launch to make that day one patch and add in a bunch of different stuff to fix loads of different bugs. So hopefully, that fucking the cape physics they sort that out because the cloak yeah, looks, did, um horrendous yeah. but yeah um, that's the worst part i reckon that was the yeah that's the, the worst part is that and uh yeah. <clears> on top of that like combat still looks fucking messy as shit but i think that's just down to the base system they're using for this game it's the same it's a little as Odyssey, better same a little as origins better. a little bit better but overall it's just still just like looks like a fucking clusterfuck um and that's just the nature of the system they're using apparently it feels better than it looks and when you're play when you're actually playing it you don't notice it because it feels right and hopefully that's the case if that's the case i don't really give a shit too much because when you're playing it it'll feel right and you won't notice it looking weird but when you're not playing it and you're looking at it you're like that looks like a mess so and that's the case with some games like i have felt that before with some games so i um, liked origins combat you know. so I'm, i feel like confused of how they went backwards with odyssey and even mm. with this it doesn't look as good as origins did with it yeah origins looked a, there was something about origins that felt more grounded more weighty whereas this game it feels like you're seeing like fire just come out of the ground and like you, your characters zipping about and like you're shooting them with fucking fire and poison arrows all the time and, and they're using odyssey like, abilities and shit and i hate is, yeah, that shit i yeah, fucking I don't hate like that, that shit. at all yeah way too over the top and ridiculous um and that's you know not really for me like i've said that on, on my stream i said that sure they've toned the abilities down but they're still a bit too ridiculous for my liking and they look kind they look silly and like i'd much prefer a grounded system but whatever uh, and i'm sure i can just avoid using the abilities that i don't like um so that's yeah. that's fine but i'd rather they weren't there at all um but you know that's i guess how it do be like on occasion 
and I'll get over it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it looks like it's coming together as a much better finished product than uh, it did before, so that's cool. Yeah, no, definitely. What were your thoughts on the sort of story bits we've seen and what, what they've talked about with, um, like, the hidden ones and, like, the bureau being in mm. the settlement and all that sort of stuff? Oh, man, there's so much that, like, Darby's talked about, and it's, like, so much to unpack as well. You've got... Obviously, you've got... So, you've got the Bureau and the Settlement and everything, so you can build that at whatever point you want, and Darby said uh, when you when you do, it unlocks, like, a target map, uh, almost, like, the same as we had in Odyssey with the Cultists, um, or I guess you could say, like, in Origins with the, the Order of Ancients or whatever. You, you always have these target maps in Assassin's Creed games. Um, and so you don't have to do all of them to finish the game obviously that's its own thing and you can take out those order of ancients at whatever time you want and all of them have confessions as well so that's cool you've got confession uh cutscenes for all of them um but they're obviously it's you know in it's side stuff it's like a side narrative and they're, they're trying not to say like side things they're saying everything is sort of part of the single journey but you know you could say there's a side stuff because they're optional you don't have to do those to complete the main path of the game which is good because you know when you're playing odyssey um you have to to get that the cultist ending you have to kill kill every single cultist um and that is a horrible grind uh whereas in this game it's a lot more lenient like if you want to finish the game these like darby said there are multiple endings not in terms of choice but in terms of like the way like an odyssey you had the family ending the cultist ending the modern day ending um in this game you have multiple endings as well but they're structured in a way that they are forced to happen in a specific order so you're not going to be um, and he did throw a little bit of shade, of shade at Odyssey in that interview that he was doing where he basically said, like, so you, you'll never do them in an order that doesn't feel right. You'll do them in an order that we've curated so that you get the most satisfaction out of it and things aren't spoiled for you if you do a different ending first sort of thing. Which, in Odyssey, if you do one of the endings first, it spoils a different ending for you um, because you can just choose which order to do them in for some fucking reason. Um, so there's that to it, and you can get to that without doing all of the killing all of the Order of Ancients on the the Bureau target list and stuff, and that's really cool. I like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, we still don't know too greatly how Avor sort of factors into that Assassin storyline, um, but we're getting more bits here and there, I guess. Like I'm, I have my theories of what it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I, almost what I hope that it is. It's like a uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like, Jin story, where it's like the you're a, a samurai, but you're going through that conflict of becoming a ghost and what works for you. And I feel like, you know, you're mm-hmm. a Viking, but you're going through that conflict of you're realizing these, these, you want to, you know, there's a noble, like, art to what the Hidden Ones slash Assassins represent and what they're doing, and you kind of learn more about their work and what the Order of the Ancients are up to, and you realize that's a greater threat than fucking raiding villages so you're more drawn to that and that brings conflict with mm. Sigurd and, and your um, clan and everything and that you end up going the assassin direction and not the viking direction like that's what I want to see yeah and the Darby said as well like the beginning of this game like it begins with the seer in your settlement in your village well, where you are in Norway gives uh, Eivor like a prophecy that he will betray his brother so at some point Eivor will betray Sigurd and obviously Eivor's like well I'm not going to do that he's my brother like I'm not going to do that uh, but then that's yeah. weighing on him for the whole game and as the game progresses like Darby said there's a darkness there's a darker side to Sigurd like the choices he makes and the things that he does and that's going to drive a wedge between the two of you and I think that could uh, send Eivor towards the assassins we don't know whether 
uh, Sigurd is it like with the Order of the Ancients or not, or what's going on there, but um, it'd be interesting to see exactly what the what causes them to, to separate and drive them apart. Uh, you know, you could see that difference in in viewpoint between the Assassins and Templars be represented through Eivor and his brother, um, which would be an interesting way of doing it, showing that sort of that disagreement driving them in different directions. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and like Darby said as well, with regards to the Order of Ancients, he he said like he worked a bit on Origins, obviously as we know, um, and he said that when he was coming up with the idea for these proto templars he wanted them to be there to be a significant difference between the templars that we know and the order of ancients because he felt like differentiating them made sense and there should be a difference there and he said he never got to do it with origins um and so he's doing it in this game so you'll notice the order of ancients have significant differences from the templars um not on a surface level but if you dig a little bit deeper as you're playing you'll notice the differences between the two groups, even though they are the same uh, group in the end. So that's interesting. And it's just another thing that shows that Darby sort of knows what he's doing and he cares about these things. Um, and it's well, he actually just you know, thinks about these things. He actually, yeah, he actually thinks process. about it. Yeah. yeah. And he thinks like, if I were playing this, what questions would I ask? Maybe I should answer that in some way, um, which is great. And I think it means, you know, the story's in good hands. So um, I'm really that. not worried about that at all, to be honest. Um, and that's that's very interesting. Yeah. One thing I want to talk to you about was the um, story connections. We've talked for the last right, couple yeah. of months about the connections between, you know, potentially, um, you know, the AC1 revelation stuff. You know, Constantinople being talked about as a location. The Middle East and leading into Solomon's Temple, that Apple of Eden and... Um, the assassins being set up in Marciaf, like all those different things we've talked about. That's cool. And obviously it's in England. Maybe there's, you know, some connections and they can link things to AC4 or whatever. I don't know. Or syndicate, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. But yeah, one find thing the temple that's... where the shroud is underneath yeah, the yeah. Buckingham Palace, but yeah. it's just a tree now. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, we can go sick. to the fucking, let's go to the Kenway Manor, but before the Kenway Manor was there. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be sick. Epic. What a sick epic yeah that's epic um one yeah. thing that's of note from this last demo is the talk about going to north america oh yeah now what that throws into it is mm-hmm. you go to north america you go to um you know native american villages you go to the grand temple mm. yeah what's your thoughts I think that is interesting. And it's interesting that they decided, because there's so much you can do with like the setting that you're in. Going to North America is a conscious choice. They're um, going crazy with, like, how many places are in this game? It's insane. Like, we've got, obviously, England, Norway. Now we've got North America. Um, it's wild. You and know we're going to the Middle East. You know we're going to the Middle East. I think, you know I think that. we've got to. Because I, you don't just make a Viking game and say, oh, let's just add in North America. There's a conscious narrative reason we're going to go to North America. Why else would you go there? That makes no sense. And in terms of yeah. Assassin's Creed, the Grand Temple's there. That makes a lot of sense. But also, we've got a major temple location in Norway as well that we see from the map in Assassin's Creed uh, 2. 
you've got these like obviously these minor piece of eden locations these minor temples whether it's like a seismic temple from rogue or you've got like a a shroud fucking temple where they're just keeping the shroud of the sword of eden or an apple or something but then you've got these major major temples that are that are marked on the codex map that altair had where you've got um the uh the one in italy and rome uh but then you've also got like the one in norway and then you've got the grand temple in north america so how are these going to play into the story is that relevant at all um potentially but i can't think of any other reason they would just choose to go to north america unless it had narrative narrative significance to the story and that could obviously yeah tie into the grand temple like what you can't go to north america and not not have something to do with the grand temple but what we don't really know well, you know, there's talking about, the, you know, if you talk about Layla's modern day and that wrapping up, somehow link it back to Desmond and you, you, the empirical truth that mentioned Desmond and the whole end of the world scenario happening again. And the, all that did was put it off. It's still going to happen. Um, so, I mean, that the Grand Temple could come into it again. Potentially. Whatever stopped it there needs to stop it again. Ugh, I hate the sound of that, actually. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, um, that's could be like what they're doing. I don't want that. But yeah, the Grand Temple being involved would be cool. North America being there so insane that that's, yeah, where they're going with it and the location for it. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. So, um, yeah. I didn't even know anyone had traveled to North America um, before. You know, there, I didn't know there'd been Europeans in North America before. Um, the 15th century. So, that's I news to me. I did not know that. Um, yeah, that's news to me. Either. Interesting. Um, I assume it's historically accurate, or else they wouldn't do it. So, but that's... Um, and they they was a historical name for it. So, yeah, obviously it happened, but had no idea. So, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess... Abel There's all these locations, all man. These that's temples. what I'm saying. This Darby goes on and says, when they announce this game, this is the wrap-up to everything that's come before. And you've got locations from, like, five different games already being mentioned. Mm. From AC1, Revelations, Assassin's Creed 4 and Syndicate, now Assassin's Creed 3. Like, Mm. there's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking wild. There's so much going on here. It's going to be interesting to to see what they're doing. And as well, like, I've noticed something that's really cool. Um that they've talked about with regards to the modern day and darby said this in his interview with uh, jv is that his name um where he talks about uh the modern day and the way it's being handled and these like rift things so he said like um the rifts no matter what order you do them in it's like a chronological story so if you find like the third one first or the second one first it's going to be the same dialogue you're hearing so it's always going to be in the right order so you're t- it's telling a story as you go through these different rifts um, and they're almost made like uh, the Brotherhood truth sequence, so where you're sort of in the guts of the Animus, um, or that renders itself on top of the world, and so you're like going through this Animus weirdness stuff, like parkour puzzles and stuff, uh, mm. with dialogue obviously from like Sean and Rebecca uh, and Layla, um, and every time you reach the end, like you're trying to get this data packet. Um, and when you reach the end and you get this data packet, each one is a big like info drop of like things um, and mm. stuff that's going on. Um, and Darby's words were something like, "Once once people get all of these, I think they're going to be picking their eyes up off the ground." So he's doing stuff that obviously he's really excited about. 
Um, and I think that's yeah, I what's know, important oh, here. I, I know this motherfucker's excited. I know this, he's very excited. He's just fucking excited. He's teasing. <laughs> he's teasing. He really is. He's loving it. He's loving every minute of it. He feels um, the sizzle. He feels it. <laughs> um so i mean that's gonna be exciting um and like we've said before like the modern day story as it is i don't care necessarily about its overarching sort of direction because we always know that it's not gonna it's not gonna hold up from game to game the way that it used to in in its in its infancy so it's not like i'm thinking oh where is this game gonna go and how are they gonna what where's how's it gonna lead to the next game um it's almost like a different mindset to the way it is like when i was playing through brotherhood just off on a tangent here um and you go into the Da Vinci Disappearance, um, I had to like re-sort of adjust how I was thinking about this game because I forgot that everything that's said here is so important. Uh, like when you get, so if you do the Da Vinci Disappearance before you finish the game, you get an email from William Miles that talks about how there's important information here. We've got to try and find it. Don't tell the others about it because we need the information. And then like you go through it all and you get to the end and like you get the, the coordinates and the coordinates lead to the Grand Temple that don't come up until, you know, two games later where... They're going to North America to reach the Grand Temple, and you know, you know, then the reason William knew about that is because he got the information from the Dimension Disappearance, and it's like, just that is so cool. The way that those things link together, like from they had the foresight to have something show up in a DLC in Brotherhood that wouldn't link, that would then link to Assassin's Creed Three after Revelations, um, and that stuff's really cool. And like, obviously, you don't get that anymore, but I think that Darby being Darby, there's a lot that he can do to tie the story into previous storylines and actually make it compelling in a way that might make me be like yeah you know i care about this final story for for layla or final story for this uh ancient mythology trilogy i guess um and so i guess i'm excited for that uh more so than i'm excited for or oh, the next installment of the modern day um also i just want to see what darby's done really mm, yeah i know i can't wait i can't wait to see the work he's put in like you know he was supposed to be mm origins writer they were supposed to mm. be him he got fucking jibbed he did. and he did. um thankfully he's in the position he's in now and you know he's gonna save the day he's literally carrying this on his back like this whole <laughs> marketing everything is on he his really back really is he's lugging it he's the savior he's all we've got left we've got literally no one left except him so it, it's all on his shoulders and if he fails uh he's dead to me no not at all um but it's it really is like exciting again like i feel the excitement i feel the sizzle of what's to come mm. the the, exci- the excitement's there again there's all these connect- like i i'm definitely getting overexcited and i know that because i know it this yeah, this yeah, the whole game exists <laughs> so i've got to also play the game it's not just about the writing there's also the fact that there'll, there'll be a game that i'll have issues with mechanically um mm-hmm. or polish wise i just i feel that way and there'll be things I, I don't love about it. The social stuff I'm not convinced on. Looking at the gameplay from last demo again, it's still an early build, so who knows? Wait till the game comes out. But I've got I've got things I'm skeptical of. But in terms of narrative and the idea and concept of like an overarching narrative that connects everything before, it's my it's just a lot. It feels like a last hurrah. Like I'm. Yeah. This isn't getting me excited for the future of Assassin's Creed. This is not at all getting me excited for the future of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's like Origins. I was like, oh, it's a fresh start. We're gonna move forward with you know. Assassin's Creed yeah. again. No, no, no. This to me is like one last hurrah. It's like a full stop. Like we finally get to be like, and it's not just like Assassin's Creed fizzling out. It's like, here's a game that old school fans can actually really appreciate and enjoy. And then you can never play them again and it will be great. 
Um, yeah, because who knows what they do next? And and after all the fuck rounds Ubisoft done with like a derby is the only one we really trust in terms of narrative. Who knows? Will they ever get them to work on one again? They move people around that company all the time. Like this could be. I'm just. I'm gonna take this as potentially the last time Derby writes a game. You just never know if he's gonna write an Assassin's Creed again as narrative director. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll get promoted to an even bigger role in Assassin's Creed. Who knows? That that's a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he'll continue as a narrative director. Assassin's Creed. He'd do, he'd do I, oh my god! Yeah, if he was like in Amar's fucking old role, he would oh, be. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my he'd nail god. it. He'd nail it. It'd be, he'd be amazing. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd want that though, um, but he would be amazing. Yeah, a lot of pressure on then, you in that role. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, or there should be. You should feel the pressure because it's an important role. Unlike the other guy that had it before, it probably felt no pressure <laughs> because he didn't care or know anything about the franchise. Uh, but that's not the hero. Put it in a comic. It'll be fine. Yeah. They won't care. Yeah. They'll buy it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it because who knows who works on the next game or if the people mm-hmm. we like that work on these games will ever be back to work on them again. You just don't know when's the last time. But I know that this time could be the end. And I know it's going to be, there's going to be things I really enjoy about it. So I'm just going to uh, embrace it for what it is. There's a lot of good people that worked on this game. In spite of all the controversy this year, you know, this team got through it all. Um, and yeah. the game's gone gold, which is, you know, congratulations to them. And um, we're, we're on the way to a, a Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a Viking game where there's actual assassins in it and potentially could connect to AC1 and link the franchise together and wrap up all these different things um, that need to be wrapped. And then, um, I mean, Darby's talking about having to pick our eyes up. I thought, is, is, maybe we are excited for the future. Maybe the, the whole... I don't expect there to be pre-planning. We know there's no pre-planning. We know Darby's just yeah. grabbing things that have never been answered and he's like, let, let me give you something. Let me give you a gift yeah. of something. Like, we acknowledge that that was said. Find Eve the Kyo DNA. There's, throw that out there. You know, the Brotherhood Truth. There's mm. so much not explained about that Brotherhood Truth. Um, Desmond's son exists in comics. Like, surely, like, oh, there's are there one things he's just going to grab and just... So many yeah. little bits. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's one little company through the gate. She lies not in our sights. Um, yeah. Was that is that Layla all along? And she, Layla she somehow time time oh, travel back to Desmond, and Desmond doesn't die. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like this, there's legit possibilities that Desmond comes back. There's a legitimate, and it's not like Shroud of Eden comes. It's, it's like happen. legitimate back in time. Desmond, imagine if Desmond was in this game, like appeared at the end, like that was the Monday ending. Somehow I think the- Desmond showed up, and and Nolan North was the voice again. We. I, I'm not even that big of a fan of Desmond, but I would shit my pants. Like, I'd be like... Wouldn't it be mad? It'd be oh, madness. Man. It'd be I think utter madness. D- Juno says... Like, Juno says some mad shit in that Brotherhood ending that never got answered. Like, she says the scales must be balanced and, uh, you know, um, only she remains to be found, all that shit. Like, is that Layla? Is that what we're talking about? Is she the other half to Desmond, the, the, the plan they had with Desmond? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, why was that never answered? You could easily answer that. You've literally got a female protagonist in the modern day now. Why not link her to this whole Eve storyline? Why is she yeah, not Yeah, we know it wasn't there? planned. We know it wasn't planned, but, like, make no, us No, we know it like wasn't, it but do it. Yeah. 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 Do it. Make make there feel some satisfaction. Like, when I was fucking... How old was I? Like, 13, playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Let me feel like my investment for, you know, the past 10 years since that game has been worth it. You know? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um... Mm that would be super interesting and honestly even if this game doesn't isn't good and like the modern day and everything sucks and it's just like just as bad as it has been 
I like being excited for it anyway. So I'm I don't care. I mean, yeah. I'm used to being disappointed. So if I am disappointed, I'm used to it. But regardless, I just like being excited for things. Like, I'm, I don't need to be constantly skeptical all the time. I'm like, you know what? That sounds cool. And I'm going to be excited for that. And if it's not, then I'll give it shit. But until then, yeah. just let me feel happy about it because it's fun. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, <clears throat> um, you've been posting a few theories as well, though, that have I come have out. Been. Big one is the, the Eivor gender. The fact the mm. animus picks it. Tell tell the people what's what is your okay. theories for why the animus is changing the <clears throat> genders depending on how you're playing or uh, how the yet. game's playing. So, just for a bit of context, uh, context piece number one, I guess, would be that uh, the Isu have a sixth sense um, that humans don't have, and that's their ability to read and manipulate time to an extent. Um, Minerva was it Minerva? Someone said in, um, I think it was Minerva, said that they can ex- they can manipulate time to a certain extent. Or no, it was in the Empirical Truth. Um, that they can manipulate time to like a certain extent. So like they can't manipulate time fully, but they can to an extent that allows them to play a part in future events. So the same way they got Desmond to where he needed to be through Ezio, Altair, Connor, you know, whoever. Um, and the same way they've been interacting with Layla. So the Isu have that ability to do that. Um, and what they've been saying, and they do they do that through Minerva's like eye device and you know all of that stuff, um, is the ability to be able to actually manipulate you know the code that is time. Um, and with them talking to Layla, what they've been basically saying, what they set up in the Empirical Truth, is that Layla's role is essentially to be able to do what they couldn't do. And her Animus, whatever she's done, and we know that Animus is based on Isu Tech. That's how it was put together and built. And so it makes sense that the next step for that would be taking it one step further with whatever Layla's modifications are, and I would like them to explain it if this is the case, because I kind of would like an explanation as to how the fuck she did it, but the next step for the Animus and what Layla's done with it with these improvements is that it is able to simulate things that didn't even necessarily happen. So we can, you can infer from the empirical truth that Bayek didn't actually visit some of these places, or he wasn't actually in some of these situations. Like, some of the... Yeah. Some of the um, some of the messages there's one where bike is underwater and he wasn't fucking holding his breath or whatever exactly exactly there's no way i I, I said that in my empirical truth video like i was like he wasn't there at all that's pretty obvious Mm. yeah that thing did not actually historically ever happen and so layla's animus is able to do that and the only reason she's able to access these specific messages from the isu is based on her animus and that technology now obviously how she did that we don't know but it's based on isu tech originally so it's not a stretch to say that there is a way that it was done um to remember mimic. all the potential for layla in origins there was so that much was there and then completely oh. destroyed in odyssey like they odyssey ruined- was like oh but okay actually this is a point right and there's a way you could you could fix this um and make odyssey make a lot more sense so um, this is sort of like a separate tangent, but we'll get back to it. It adds to it. Um, is in the Da Vinci Disappearance, it's all about Pythagoras and Pythagoras's theories, right? Um, about um, how the universe was held together, um, sort of like these all important numbers. And we know at the end that the in that specific temple in in Rome, um, the the numbers are just the location of the Grand Temple. But who's to say that Pythagoras didn't do more, and that his cult, the cult of Hermes, that came after him, researching Pythagoras's things. Um, didn't end up finding something more than that. And the staff of Hermes obviously is important to Layla with her being the heir of memories. Um, 
And so if you take what is said in the Diminished Experience about a special number that can alter the fabric of the world or whatever, um, and you apply that to the Cult of Hermes research, the staff of Hermes that Layla now has, Pythagoras' research, and what the Empirical Truth says about Layla's Animus, it all sort of, sort of adds together to make this one story that you could very easily take in a direction wow. if you just add some missing puzzle pieces there. Um, so I don't know whether it was intentional, but accidentally... Uh, Odyssey's story has sort of included pieces that could become something that you could take. But then she also direction. killed her best friend. You know what I'm she saying? She does do that, like, and a lot of the a lot of <laughs> a lot of like the issues in Odyssey's DLC are obviously there's a lot of lore issues here and there, but like there's just some dumb like performances, um, directing of scenes, like character stuff, like just smacking her friend across the room and murdering her with the staff. Like there's a lot of just like dumb shit in there. But I think general direction you could take and take pieces of and apply it to something. Um, but my whole theory for Eivor was that Layla's animus is almost the opposite of what, um, at least for the, like at this stage, is almost the opposite of Minerva's eye device. So rather than being able to see into the future and simulate futures, it can simulate the past. Um, or it can just simulate in general, but the point is they're testing it on the past in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and what Layla's going to do is use the technology of her animus, which is able to replicate the simulation process that Minerva's eye did for the Isu, but do it um, more in-depth than that. So what they're trying to do is simulate potential history rather than actual history from, like, say, Layla's DNA or whatever. So the reason we're playing as either a male or female is because the animus is simulating potential histories and it has to find the strongest memory stream to see to find like you know which one is strongest at that point like the isu said that yeah, but every this reality say, like, felt... what do you mean by what do you mean by like memory what's the strongest memory like how does it different well, like i just i'm, I'm confused I'm just... about what's the different dna that allows that well i don't think there is any dna involved i think it's the same as the eye device in, so the the Isu said in the empirical truth the right, um, right, right, right. the when they the every reality they simulated felt real but they had to like but it took I can't remember what it's what they said whether it was they took a lot of focus or it took a lot of like work or whatever for them to be able to find the correct one with Desmond because every single reality felt real and so this could be the same in that sense where every reality feels real every reality with Avor feels real. And it is real to an extent, but it's a simulation based on what Layla's animus is sort of projecting. And either that's a test for them to see if they can achieve it, or to see how Layla's animus could potentially maybe alter events. Like, is it something that her animus is able to do? I don't know how they're gonna deal with it. I feel like there's, I've like obviously there's a lot of pieces we don't have, so I can't I can't explain everything like away. Mm. But I've got like my base ideas of why that's the case, and I do think that they've set up so much in terms of like the breaking the code and everything and um to be able to break break the node and all that stuff that yeah. you could lead to you know that's why there's two different avors and that's why they're both technically canon and i don't think they're going to reveal at the end which one is canon i think that they will both just be canon to layla's story and it doesn't really matter which avor was real because they were both real to the the story if that makes sense like they were well, both, both real to uh, layla. they're both real and also both fake yeah I think it's possibly potential that Eivor did exist, potential that he didn't exist, potential that he was male, potential that she was female. Like, there's potential for all of that yeah. um, based on where I think they're going with the narrative um, and Layla's sort of purpose and what her animus can do. And um, I don't know. I don't. Th I, like, obviously, I think I don't have all the pieces. I think there's some questions that are obviously still yet to be answered. 
but I think that that's my best guess as to what they're doing with it because I physically cannot think of anything else. Right, yeah. Mm. Those are some crazy theories, though. I'm, like, actually pretty fucking blown away. There's a lot and, of shit. And, and most of them be like, well, there. none of that's going to happen. It's way too complicated and actually makes sense and would actually connect things. But then it's like, yeah, it's Darby, so he might. And, he, and he's yeah, fucking with us. So he he like, definitely you know. is. Like, he has said. <laughs> he said, shit's going down. You guys yeah, fucked. He has said it. Yeah, he's picking it up. So, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people are like, no, you're overcomplicating it. It's obviously just uh, DNA isn't isn't accessible, so the Animus makes it up. And it's like, yeah, like, that's what Quebec did, sure. But, like, this is Darby, and, like, he's really picking it up. And so I don't think we're at fault to, to believe that there is something big going on here. If there's not, then there's not. But I think based on Darby's track record and what he's saying, I think there's potential for something big to happen. Um, yep. and so that's what I'm going for I'm going big with these theories yeah. um, they kind of sound ludicrous but then you know I haven't got a lot to work with we've got two games and one of them is nothing really happens so um, you know doing my best but a yeah. lot of people are with me on it anyway, you've, do- so. you've done well I'm with you I'm excited you've got me excited mm-hmm. you're excited um, one thing this week that was cool that someone worked out or last week someone worked out mm. um, within the map of Valhalla in England there's yeah. a special location that exists or there's the, the real life location exists in the map of Valhalla whether they've done anything there or not is unknown right. yet it's a place called the Bitter Stones James <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb a um, bit of stones. There's nothing yeah. dumb about it. Where no, you get right. maximum XP and mm-hmm. the best loot. The bit and of the stones. Best loot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Likelihood that the bit of stones um, is there's there. something there. There's something there for us to find. Um, I'd say very unlikely, but okay. I'm gonna go there anyway. I'm I'm giving um, it a ten percent chance. There's something there. A ten percent chance. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but it's uh, it's certainly cool that the the guy uh, on Twitter, I forget who it was, but uh, triangulated the location based on you know the size of the real life map and the the distance between locations compared to the the Valhalla map and how like so the, we've got sort of the general area of where like Kenilworth would be uh, on that map. So um, all we've got to do is go there uh, when the game drops. We've got to you know head over to where Kenilworth would be and uh, see if there's anything anything there because uh obviously like we know the castle wasn't built yet in that time period yeah it, it was takes, it was guacam- but... guacamole ah okay um yeah. bassam save ac at 69 guacamole 69 they triangulated, <laughs> yeah. they triangulated it so yeah they did good on them yeah that's cool um i have to head over there see what's going on see if there's any mm-hmm. bit of stones yeah i'm scared amazing. i'm scared there'll be nothing <laughs> Even though there's literally a uh, bit of stones as a mini game where you just pick up stones and oh, like, yeah. put them on top of each other and Even you get if skill just points, that, I'd be happy. Yeah. Even though we both know that. that had nothing to do with us with the bit of stones, like, like it didn't. we literally know what that was, <laughs> but we're not allowed to say it. How we know yeah. that? Um, but we could yeah. go. We could go there. There could be one of those, and it gives you twice the XP you'd normally get from doing one of them, and that's it. That would be that'll make me happy. It'll make me know that they listened. Um, and they care about the bit of stones. This is the only opportunity. You can't ever do it again. Uh, so yeah. 
give us a True. bit of stones. Give us a bit of stones. Yeah. Um, well, James, that's it. We've done it. Wow, that's some that's Amazing. some theorizing. The next, as always, podcast will be the four pillars. It'll be our Valhalla preview show. Wow, because it'll be our last show before Valhalla comes out. Melody of Memory comes out. Um, Miles Morales comes out, and the next gen consoles come out. Wow. And then we'll have um, the week or a few days after Valhalla and all that sort of comes out and everything. The next, as always, podcast, we'll do a sort of non-spoiler review where we wouldn't have finished the game yet, but we'll talk about our thoughts mm-hmm. so far and how that's all going. We'll get another guest on. We've got an idea for that. And then the one after that, on I think it's the 29th of November or the 30th of November, will be the spoiler cast episode, which will probably mm-hmm. be four pillars as well. Um, where yeah. we go full in depth, talk about nothing but Valhalla and all the spoilers. And then the final episode of the year in the second week of December for the As Always Awards 2020. Um, Wild. So there's the rest of the year planned out for the As Always podcast. What a mm-hmm. crazy year it's been on this show, James. We've done so much, we've achieved so much, we've come so far. Yeah. 300 patrons, bucket loads of views on this show. The show's bigger than ever. Um, ups, downs, amazing guests goddamn episode about you know Ubisoft allegations that was just surreal and strange to um, blowing up episodes with the four pillars and Robin and having our friends like Brett and Colin on and there's Mm. just conversations and you know Walshy and Joe the young rookies coming up it's just been it's been a crazy big year it has Um, been it has been crazy and I and I just feel like it's we're on like the precipice of something I feel like it's mm. blow up. next year will blow up again, even more so. Yeah. But, um, there's no stop right now. Yeah, for sure. Games. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the As Always podcast. Again, sorry for the delay. Um, it's what happens sorry for when... the delay. <laughs> sorry. No, did it again. You did do it again. You did it, didn't you? Um, yeah, yep. but... Uh, <clears throat> Again, yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Sorry for the delay. The voice went. It's what it is. But we're here now with the As Always podcast. Uh, we will see you next Monday for the Clubhouse podcast, a special episode. We'll celebrate our 300 patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, this, there's some stories. There's things I want to talk about. I can't wait. Um, so I leave your topics now over on patreon.com forward slash as always. And if you like what you're listening to here or watching here and you want to see or hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. And for just $1 a month, you get exclusive access to the Clubhouse podcast, the best podcast on the internet, as well as early access to video project James and I are doing early access to the Cinnamon podcast, the SpoilerCast podcast, and cool other perks, bonuses, rewards, things like that to be a part of. Uh, James and I have got a few things planned um, that we'll discuss on Clubhouse for our celebration of 300 patrons in the end of the year. There's a lot coming from us. There's a lot coming from the Four Pillars. So stay tuned. Follow us. We'll be here for you for some mm-hmm. great content. The Valhalla post-launch new consoles. It is a very exciting two months ahead. I look forward to sharing it with all of you and then fucking not talking to anyone for the final two weeks of the year and just going into complete isolation away from social media and video games to rest and recover um, to launch into 2021. Mm-hmm. So what an exciting time. And if you want to be a, p- a patron member on the $5 list and up, you'll end up on the credits list. The list I'm going to read right here at the end of every podcast. So thank you to 
King Richard III, Jesper Olsen, Josh Du, Villiers, Damien, Olbrick, Avery Dobbs, Cat94, Real Cinema, Colton, Ballsack47, Casey Wood, Pink Fame 3 on 3, Lumistrad, Mario 5380, Ooga Booga, Chinga Wooga, Tuga Mooga, Luga Suga, Vuga Ruga, Suga Zuga, Yuga Game of Cream Pie, Seth, Sicarius, aka Kieran, Henry, Justin, Aragorn, Adam Sunling, Cream Pied, Jaw Raptor, Team Anna Travis, Christian. Christus. Ah, oh, fucking. Why are they not put space well in their name? What is it? Christa. Christus. Christa Sophia. Elidas. Yeah, Christus yeah. Sophia Elidas. Whatever the fuck. Put space in your fucking name. Biku Overlord, the Elder. <laughs> Son of a bitch, OG Doggo. Rav Jai Jean. Joshua Mora. Brian Ford is now really good at Gwent. Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, S. Jaws, Emil Catborg, Benedict Clobbers, Furious Coco, Noah Watts, Fishy, Ginkgo Swag, Master Bass, Max H, Luca, Winona Ryder, A.K. Linty from Destination Wedding, Joe the Lioness, Charming, Arse Eating, Coke Snorting, Cat Killing, Whale Fearing, Fantasy Gab, A.K.A. the First Eagle, is stopping this train. Cassassin, The Creed, Nick Miller, Owen, Big Brain Brain, Walshy. Josh J. Anderson, our lovely editor. Hey, it's Fair Use Man, Smexy Dork, Gwen Hughes, Evan Brown, Radok, Fat Fuck Cuck, I'm Not Moving On from Rocket Man, Victor Eliasson, Bleeding Edge 274, Marquee is shit and gay and I hate it, just like, just call me, just like, just call me, Ten Riggins, Alfie Rodbert, Philip Stillwagon, Jack DJ 1998, Gimme Your Penis, Marcus, aka Blackburn, Frankie Gaffney, Mag, aka The Guy Who Makes His Own Assassin Christmas, Kyle, The Swan Swam Over The Sea, Swin Swam Swam, The Swan Swam Back Again, Well Swam Swan, Greenies Weenie, Jas Notter, Liam, Andy Cure, The Blue Cow, AC Landmarks, Harrisy, aka Bad Assassin, Alexander, Ashton, aka The Tame Impala Simp, Conversations is Objectively Better Than Nothing, Star Explorer, Rainy Not Sunny, Blake Lloyd, Louis De Leon, Lady Litzomania, Zeke Collins, Jackery has that phobia and he hates <laughs> the goddamn Lakers, Tristan Obigfell, Angel of Harlem, Big Dick 666999, Zeppo, Josh the Second, Christian0210, Edgar is doing bits in Tsushima, aka HTTP.yokai, Evan the Kitty did get cucked by Ed Sheeran, Morgan Macaque, Bears, Otaku World 7, Aiden Francis, Tyler Corbin, oh, my voice is struggling now, I was doing well all show, but now it's really struggling, I'm squeaking like a prepubescent bitch, We're nearly Christian done. Rowe and Forquin, thank you, sweet vintage, Amazing. The show. you're the best, we love you all, until next time, we Incredible. will see you later, go check out my video I did with Ethan, I'll, I'll be streaming, yep. uh, no, I was going to say I'll be streaming, but I'll probably have already streamed right before the show comes out, James, what have you got coming out, what are you doing <sighs> What have I got week? coming out, bloody nothing, uh, go subscribe to uh, Lasers Live. I'm streaming bits and bobs, and uh, my brother Retrospective will be out eventually. Uh, until then, though, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, next video is probably be a quick fire topics at some point, and then the new Xbox comes out, so we'll do an unboxing, uh, first thoughts on Valhalla, all that stuff. So, uh, not really much until, you know, uh, November comes uh, rolls around. So, we'll see, but epic gaming. Epic gaming, nonetheless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for watching and listening, and we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Indeed. Bye-bye.